got uh, Jessica yeah. on the phone Let's line. Let's go to the Druid Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Jessica, are you with us? Uh-oh. Oh, I hear her. Hi. Oh, hey, there, there, we, there go. we go. Can you hear me? Hey, Jessica, yeah, we can now. Hey, hey. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you too? Oh, everything is great. Thanks so much for getting up early and coming on with us. Yeah, for sure. This is Jessica Absolutely. Miller. Absolutely. Yeah, this is Jessica Miller, the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association's Alabama chapter. And we had said early in the show, I mean, just how many, you know, families and people, almost everybody, you know, knows or has a family member that has had Alzheimer's, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, you were supposed to be on with us last week, and I blanked out somehow the on my little interview <laughs> list what yeah. was there, and I could not remember who it was, and I was afraid I had the early onset so because uh, I could not remember it was you. So then we yeah. got you set for this week. So that is that is an ironic occurrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you called. I was like, that was who it was. So anyway, uh, well, thank thanks again for working it out and coming on this week with us. But uh, yeah, catch us up really with uh, you know with what you do and your organization and some of the events and just things going on, and we'll. Just jump in from there. Yeah, so our organization, um, we serve the whole state of Alabama. Um, so our main focus is uh, research for a cure. So a good a good bit of our funding goes towards that research. Um, and then we also have local care and support programs. Um, so things like uh, community education that we do, um, those are volunteer-led programs. And then we also have support groups in all of our communities around the state. We also fund a 24-hour helpline. Um, a lot of people don't know about this, but I think it's one of our most valuable resources. That helpline actually connects people to master's-level clinicians 24-7, um, when a doctor may not be readily available, um, things like care planning. Um, so once your loved one is diagnosed, being able to talk to someone who kind of knows the trajectory of the disease, things to plan for, what things to prepare for. It's a wonderful, wonderful resource. Um, we've got a few different things coming up uh, here towards the end of the year. Um, our main thing is our walk in Alzheimer's event. That's our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, and that's going to be taking place on October 22nd at Sloss Furnaces for the Birmingham area. So we're really excited about that. Um, but, yeah, we, we focus very heavily on um, that research and then those programs and services locally. Yeah, that that twenty four hour hotline that is uh, that is a great resource. I'm glad that you mentioned that. Glad folks know about it because it's got to be you know when you're dealing with that loved one and you're seeing things slip. Um, I, I would imagine that you're hoping it's not going to be the worst. And when you get that diagnosis and understand what's to come, uh, I would think both for the the, the 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 Alzheimer's patient and for the family, it is a surreal moment where there just have got to be a bombardment of questions. So, what a great resource to have in place for people like that to go and get answers immediately to questions that, that clearly must just thunder into their conscience. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we tell people is even before diagnosis, um, if you have questions, if you think do you su suspect that your loved one is showing symptoms of Alzheimer's or dementia, call that helpline. They can walk you through, um, you know, the 10 warning signs of the disease. Um, and then talk you through what questions to ask your physician because that's where you're going to initially get that referral to a neurologist is your primary care doctor and so they can talk you through the exact questions that you need to ask if you're looking for um looking for things like that and um how to help you kind of get towards that next step in the diagnosis you mentioned you have a big fundraiser coming up on October 22nd. And even though I have headphones in my ear, I didn't catch what it was. What, what is that going to be? And, and, and if folks are listening, how can they be participants both with respect to giving donations or perhaps you might need volunteers to help uh, yeah, make the event it. go? Yeah. 
Yes, all of those things. Um, so our Walk to End Alzheimer's event, um, this is our largest fundraiser of the year. Um, and we actually do it in eight different communities across the state, but our largest one is here in Birmingham. Um, so things that, ways people can get involved with that event, um, you can be a day of event volunteer. Um, and there's information on our website at um, alz.org slash walk, um, W-A-L-K. And you can go online, you can um, sign up for a day of event volunteer. Um, if this is a mission that is really close to your heart and you're interested in fundraising, um, you can register as a team, um, gather your family together and uh, fundraise with us and walk on walk day. Um, but the event is a free event. So if you're just looking for something to do with, with family and you're Wondering what we do as an organization is a great opportunity to just come out and find out who we are, what we do. It's a big festival-style event, so there will be um, kids' areas and entertainment and food. So we just encourage anyone um, who is interested to come out. The doors will open at 1 o'clock, and then the ceremony starts at 3 p.m. You mentioned there are eight across the state. Are they all on the same day, or are they different days in different cities? Different days in different cities, okay. thankfully. Um, so our our staff, actually, we put these events on ourselves with a volunteer committee. And so um, we are uh, moving around the state pretty much October through mid-November, um, putting these events on in all of our communities that have supported us throughout the year. Hey, you're listening to Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Jessica Miller, the executive director of Alzheimer's Association, the Alabama chapter. And you mentioned that uh, uh, so much of your focus is research for a cure as well as local support groups uh, or programs. On that research for a cure, I, I can't help but think, you know, since you're the Alabama chapter and we're sitting here in Birmingham, to what degree does a research hospital like UAB uh, get involved or, or is there a partnership there? Absolutely. So one of the big things that we do with UAB specifically is we have a referral program. So their um, Alzheimer's and Disease Research Center, um, if they have people call in and they're having questions about the disease, one of the things that they will do um, is send them over to us and connect them with our helpline. And then we have a local program director who can plug them into resources as well. So that's a really big piece of our partnership. But um, UAB is very supportive of us. I know Dr. Gilmacher and his team um, speak on our behalf quite a bit when there are things going on in the world of research. Um, if you have been listening to the news lately, we've had two FDA-approved drugs, and we've worked very closely with UAB to get information out to the public about those um, about those new treatments wow. and how they can um, how they can get somewhere and get that treatment available for their loved one. Do, do those treatments do are they uh, sort of a, 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 an addition to quality of life, or are they on on the area of or the direction of a cure? I mean, what what, what are the nature of those newly discovered medications? That's a great question. So these two um, drugs that have just been recently approved by the FDA are the first disease-altering treatment wow. in history. Yeah. So these actually slow the progression of the disease. We're in a, an amazing time in research. Um, our organization has coined it the era of treatment mm. um, because this is truly the first um, disease-altering treatment that attacks those plaques and tangles in the brain okay. that we know are the hallmark signs of Alzheimer's.
Wow. Now you've mentioned uh, you you do local support programs, and and again, I know you're the Alabama chapter. We're sitting here in Birmingham. We do have a you know th- this show will be played again up in Huntsville, down in Mobile. Uh, so it, it, in, in terms of those programs, is clearly there is the need for for support. I mean, how do listeners get involved or discover those programs? Yes. Yeah, so we have a website that we actually do in conjunction with AARP. It's called Community Resource Finder. And people can go to that website and they can search programs by zip code. So anyone around the state, they can plug in their zip code or the um, or the city that they live in, and that website will pull up all the resources available to them in their area. Wow. Now, if they're having trouble finding things, say if they're in a more rural area of the state, um, they can also call our office number, um, and we can give them that information over the phone as well. Um, and that number is 205-379-8065. Jessica, let me ask you, uh, and I may be getting things mixed up, but, uh, you know, most of the time you associate this as, as you're getting older, you know, is when you see the signs. But I think I read something recently that uh, more and more younger people are getting diagnosed with this. Is, is Do I have that right, or do you know? Do I need to be worried, yes. I guess? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, if, if you're just uh, forgetting uh, what who you have slotted for different uh, different times in your Wait, show, what? not a big deal. What? We all have those problems. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Those what are are you talking about? Your, <laughs> those are more of your stressors. You know, if we have a lot going on uh, in our week or we have something that's stressing us, um, we're, we all get forgetful at times. Or we put the car keys in the wrong spot, Right. Um, But the things to really kind of worry about are um, uh, memory loss that really affects everyday life. So a lot of things that I tell, or one of the ways I explain it to people, because I'm not a research scientist, so I I like the the layman terms, right? Right. Um, If you forget where you've been in order to get where you are. So when someone with a healthy brain, if they forget, oh gosh, I I can't remember where I put my car keys, they can typically trace their steps back to where, you know, what they've done during the day and they'll probably find them. Someone with Alzheimer's and dementia or other dementia is not able to do that. They're not able to retrace their steps. They don't know maybe what they've done to get to where they are right now. So those are the big, the big warning signs is that memory loss that affects your everyday life. It's actually a, a, an erasing, huh? I mean, in other words, it, yes. it, what what was just didn't occur. Yeah. Yeah. I just know, like, uh, my granddad had it, and he had, uh, I forgot what they called it, but it was, like, accelerated. He went from basically being uh, pretty normal as far as the truets go uh, to, to really having a problem with it quickly. Wow. And then uh, <laughs> and he passed away fairly soon after all of that. But then my uh, Joanne's grandmother had it. And it took, you know, years and mm-hmm. years uh, with, with her. And uh, it's just, it's a really sad uh, disease. It's tough on all the family members and everybody involved. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's great to hear there's some strides being made. Yeah, how exciting about those medications, for sure. Yes, it's very exciting. And you're right, you know, the disease progresses differently for different people. And I think you asked earlier, and I, um, I did not answer this part of your question, but you talked about age range. So anything earlier than age 65 is considered early onset. Um, we actually have uh, two siblings in our, our Alabama chapter that um, they're in their 
uh, I guess, early, late 30s, early 40s um, and have symptoms. Now, they have the, the gene, which is very, very rare, um, but the gene is a very aggressive form um, of Alzheimer's, and so it can start much earlier. Um, people tend to pass earlier, which is um, it's very, very sad, and I think a lot of people don't realize that this disease is not just an old person's disease, and it's not part of the normal aging process. Um, it can happen at any stage of our life, um, and it, it's significant memory loss. And it's one of those, too, that knows no demographic, am I correct? I mean, it, it, it doesn't yeah. matter yes. their socioeconomic status. I mean, it, 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 anybody, uh, it can affect anybody at any time. Yes, you're right. Um, It's one of the most expensive diseases to care for as well. Um, We have, I think, our numbers state right now, we have about 96,000 people just in the state of Alabama living with the disease and about 211,000 caregivers. Um, And that number is expected to more than double by 2050. So um, it's definitely on the rise. It's something that's very, um, very prevalent in our our state right now. Yeah. Well, hey, Jessica, we got to run. Is there anything you'd like to say to kind of sum everything up? Yeah, um, if people are looking for resources and more information, um, please visit our website. It's alz.org slash al. Um, You can go there, find resources. You can get our our, uh, phone number and call our office. Um, It also has that 24 helpline available if someone is looking for that information, too. Yeah, well, again, thanks so much for coming on. You're the best, and uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, guys. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Jessica Miller, the executive director of Alzheimer's Association, Alabama chapter. Check them out at alz.org backslash al.